Thank you for going all the way with us. We're KAYD, KQJOFM, and The Wade Hampton Show. You're listening to KAYT, 88.1 FM, Gina Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna, Maranatha, and Natchitoches First Seventh-day Adventist churches here in Alexandria and Natchitoches, Louisiana. We desire to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to a dying world in the final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. Brothers and sisters, this is Dr. Manuel getting back in contact with you. This is part two of the sermon entitled, Sending the Wrong Message. I just want to get back in contact with you because it's very important that we have to learn that God does not speak through crystal balls. God does not use rabbit's foots. God does not use horseshoes to speak to his people. He uses his word. And I know one of the uh, important questions that we want to uh, answer, just, just some questions that we have to answer with, with the Bible. Is a true prophet's work primarily to serve the church or to serve unbelievers. So we have to get that established and understand, is the true prophet's work primarily to serve the church or to serve unbelievers? First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22. I'm so glad we, we, we read the word of God and it speaks to us and answers this question. Prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. You see, the Bible is clear. Although prophets' message may sometimes edify the public, the primary purpose of prophecy is to serve the church. Hallelujah. Here's some other questions that we may ask, talking about people sending the wrong message. When you join God's end-time church, which has all the gifts, how would it affect you? How would it affect you? Ephesians, I love the Bible. Chapter 4 and verse 14 tells us, that we should no longer be children, watch this, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. What does that mean in the 2020 vision? That means, brothers and sisters, every time somebody get up to speak, it does not mean that they always speak uh, on par the authority of God. See, everybody, not everybody, but some folk get up to speak, and it's their own words. And they use the Bible, and they make the speaking that they do, and it's a speech or motivational type of sermon. But when you preach in the Word of God, and you've been trained by God's people, it ought to be a worthy word coming from the sacred desk, whether it be male or female. You see, beloved? It, the, the truth of God's word will anchor you spiritually and you will need no longer to be uncertain or unsettled in your beliefs. Brothers and sisters, I do believe that the Apostle Paul here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 18, he likens the church that Jesus gave to the parts of the body. He talks about that. What part of the body best would describe the gift of prophecy? What part of the body? See, in 1 Samuel 9 and verse 9, what part of the body? Here, formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke thus. Come, let us go to the seer, for he who is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer. So in other words, the answer is, since a prophet is sometimes called a seer, someone who can see into the future, the eyes, there you go, the eyes would best represent the gift of prophecy in the church. Here it is, brothers and sisters. 
Since prophecy is the eyes of the church, a church without the gift of prophecy would be in what condition? Come on, Matthew 15 and verse 14. The church will be in trouble. That's what it would be. It will be blind. Jesus referred to the subsequent dangers when he said in verse 14 of Matthew 15, if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Oh, my gracious. Here comes some other questions. Must the God-given church, God's last-day church, have all the gifts that Christ gave? Mm-hmm. Let's look at that in Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. You have to answer, yes. Why is that, preacher? The Scripture plainly teaches that God's end-time church will come behind in no good gift, which means it must have all the gifts, including the gift of prophecy. What are some of the labels there in that, in that verse? Some apostles, some prophets, there it is, evangelists, pastors, and even teachers. Well, brothers and sisters, we got to make this thing sure for us. And here it is. Here's another question. Of what other special significance do we see when we read about over there in Revelation 19 and verse 10? Because in Revelation 19, verse 10, it says that uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Well, what does that mean in our day? What other special significance are these words, the testimony of Jesus? The answer is clear. The testimony to Jesus means that the words of a prophet are from Jesus. We are thus to regard the words of a true prophet as a special message from Jesus to us. Revelation 1 and verse 1 and Amos 3 and verse 7. You see, beloved, to bring reproach in any way upon a true prophet is an extremely dangerous matter. In other words, you shouldn't be talking about the man or woman of God. Because when you talk about the man or woman of God, the scripture plainly tells us of not to in Psalms 105 and verse 15. He says, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. You see, the words of a true prophet are a special message from Jesus to his people. Well, let me go ahead and end up here because you've probably gotten enough just a little bit. And we're going to end on one last question on this particular part here. What are the Bible qualifications for a true prophet? Uh, the Bible qualifications for a true prophet? There are, there are a couple of testing points to find out from Scripture. And the first one is they live a godly life. That's Matthew 7, verse 15 through 20. Because he says by, you'll know them by their fruits. The second one is, they'll be called to service by God. Isaiah 6 and 1 through 10, and Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 through 10, and Amos 7, verse 14 and 15. Remember, Isaiah was called, and God called him, and when he called him, he called him, he said, I want you to come speak to my people for me. He said, oh, I'm a man of unclean lips. Lord, and he took a coal from the altar of God and touched his lips, and he became the very mouthpiece of God upon the planet. Well, the next one, I want to go quickly to the next one. Not only will they live a godly life, not only will they be called to service by God, but... They speak and write in harmony with the Bible. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19 and 20. Well, what does that mean? To the law <laughs> and the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, what does that mean, preacher? It means it's because there is no light in them. You can't get up and give a motivational speech, beloved, and expect folks to receive Jesus. You can't get up and just give a talk from one word that you have read in your Bible and just expect folk to see Jesus. You got to study to show yourself approved unto God because the word of God says a workman needs not be ashamed, rightly divided.
providing the word of you today, brothers and sisters, today. You got too many people up in pulpits dancing with tight pants on and, and looking not on what you're looking at their dress for. No, no, no. There's a certain way that God's people carry themselves. Why? Because they carry the word of them. God. And in these final moments of Earth's history, we need to carry ourselves the way that God would tell us to carry ourselves. Let me hurry on to a close. Not only will the Bible book qualifications of a true prophet will live a godly life, be called to service by God, not only speak and write in harmony with the Bible, but there are predict events that will come true. That's Deuteronomy 18, verse 20 through 22. My goodness, we have the we have Moses that have predicted stuff. Elijah predicted stuff. Uh huh. Jeremiah predicted uh, the the rain and fall of Jerusalem and all those type of things. Even Jesus predicted the rise and falls of things. Let me finish right here, brothers and sisters. Not only will they predict events that will come true, but lastly, they will have visions. Numbers twelve and verse six. Beloved, they will have visions. And when they have visions, they are able to tell you things. They go through stuff. See, we think prophets are a certain type of people that are non-human. <laughs> there ain't no way in the world that people have become non-human and give a word from God. Yes, angels could have finished this word. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, God could have called myriads of angels around the whole globe to, to blow a cloud away of this the whole pandemic. But God has to let prophecy, there it is, prophecy be fulfilled. Why? Because he did not inspire astrologists, nor did he inspire psychics. He put his word in the hearts of men and women and boys and girls that will speak as the oracles of God and what they would sound a resounding uh, that would come from the sacred desk or a leg turn and they will hear God's voice speak to them in these final moments of earth's history. He does not inspire astrologists. He does not inspire psychics. He don't deal with crystal ball rubbing. He don't deal with people who burn sage. He don't deal with none of that stuff. Witches or warlocks. He speaks through his people that are totally surrendered to him. If that's your humble desire today, he can come get you out of any mess you find yourself in. I don't care if it's the mess that just dwell in your own head. He can come get you from anywhere. All you got to do is just to think upon his name and he'll come for his children. As I close, I love the way Isaiah put it when I think about if it's a place when I'm sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Isaiah puts it this way in Isaiah 65. He says, before you call, I'll answer. While you are yet speaking, I'm listening to you. That's Jesus. Maybe that's your humble desire. And you're saying, Lord, I've, I've sunk. I don't even think that you can come get me out. Oh, honey, God has over a thousand ways to fix a thing for you. While you're thinking of one or two, there are still, there are still 998 more that he's thinking to rescue you from where you are. Heavenly Father, those who are listening, 
by radio or internet that need to know that you will rescue them. In the name of Jesus, it's all that's holy in you, O Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you for delivering them, letting them know that you're able to do exceeding and abundant above all that they may ever ask of you or even think. By the power of Jesus Christ, we thank you for breaking the fetters that held on to that sister, that held on to that brother, that's done messed up that family. God, you can restore anything. You can do anything but fail. And we thank you today for restoration. We thank you, God, for restoring those relationships. We thank you, God, for moving Lord, through this pandemic, those who have lost loved ones, those who are going through bereavement right now, loss of job, on the verge of getting kicked out. God, we thank you for being a shelter for them in the time of storm. Thank you for being a provider for them, Lord. They may have, an, may, they may have some issues with getting food and clothing and shelter. God, you said you'll restore anything that's been taken away that the locusts and the canker worm have stolen. God, you are a restorer of the breach for those who are listening right now. So bless them right now, God, in the names of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Hear from you next week. You've been listening to the Restoring Faith broadcast with yours truly, Dr. Christopher Manuel. You are invited to join me at the Smyrna Seventh-day Adventist Church every first and second Saturday your divine worship service at 11 a.m. and Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. located at 916 Richmond Drive in Alexandria, Louisiana. And on the third and fourth Saturday for divine worship service at 10 a.m. and Tuesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. at the Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Church located at 45 517 South MacArthur Drive in Alexandria, Louisiana. Beloved, your gifts and love offerings can help keep this ministry on the air. Send your correspondence to 916 Richmond Drive, Alexandria, Louisiana, 71302, and join us every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on KAYT KQGO for the response.